towards the Lord right now. Jesus, we love you. And Father, we thank you for rest in our hearts. We thank you for a, a ceasing from striving. May we thank you for just being able to sit at your table. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the sweetness of your presence. Thank you for the sweetness of your presence in Jesus' name. Thank you that we'll never be alone ever again. And thank you that you love each and every one of us. Thank you that you're so intimately involved in every one of our lives. My Father, we thank you that we, even if we haven't done everything right in the last couple months, Father, we thank you that you were waiting here. You were just waiting at the door, waiting for our, us to open it never stop pursuing us. You never cease going after us and cease chasing us and cease pursuing our hearts. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you for being our friend. In Jesus' name, amen. I know I kind of say this a lot, but if we have, does somebody, does somebody struggling with headaches in here? Like, Maybe not. You, maybe you might not have one right now, but frequent migraines. Not even migraines. We have a couple. Two hands. One. Yup. Brittany, you do? You got another one? Okay. Put your hands up high. Okay. Merle, you and Brian, you guys are going to pray for Brittany right there, okay? Adria's got Deasia. Brian, you can go back there and get Deasia also. Jessica, y'all got them right here, okay? On Hill. Anybody else? We're not gonna, we won't miss it. <clears throat> I just feel that. What did you just say? Did you raise your hand, Ethan? Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up high. Until somebody gets to you, I'm sorry. I like the mustache though. I hate headaches, they're so stupid. We're just going to pray quick. Just say, be released. Headaches be gone in Jesus' name. Never return. No more pressure. No more heaviness. No more pain in the name of Jesus. Be lifted. feeling of a headache when they came in? Anybody that was just prayed for, did anyone actually have pain as when they came in in their head? 
No, no. It just kind of comes and goes. Everything. Can we worship? We saw some cool healings this weekend. A lot of cool healings this weekend. Um, one girl that shared last night, she, uh, do you know what it was? I want to say it was like a, it's incurable. Do you remember what, what it was? You don't? It was like a long name of the stomach. It was a stomach issue. She said something about her Her stomach walls were paralyzed. Um, so she had a par- her stomach walls were paralyzed. She came up for prayer during the conference just for just for an encounter with the Lord and just a touch from the Holy Spirit. Paul and Drew were praying for her. Paul touched her head and Drew was just praying and they just, Paul, or Drew just touched her stomach and as she touched her stomach, as she touched her stomach, all the pain left in her stomach. She had con- She said she had constant pain. And she starts crying just because they didn't even pray for healing. They just touched her, <laughs> which is awesome. It means it's not about our prayer. But she instantly was gone, and that's super cool. Yeah, she went and ate some food. She ate a Big Mac. That, that proves you're healed in Jesus' name. What is it? Gastroparesis. Gastroparesis. <laughs> that's tongues. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You guys, uh, you guys want to give our worship team a hand and then greet somebody as you sit down. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Jesus Church. Um, so thankful you guys are here. Yeah, we had a cool, we had an awesome weekend with the with the Becoming Love Conference. How many of you guys were there? We're blessed by it, right? It was super cool. Man, we saw a lot of cool things. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're we have Paul here this morning. Him and his wife Drew have been staying with us. They're uh, he's going to minister. Paul. Uh, so Paul was one of our good friends in Colorado. Uh, one of our good friends. You're another one of our good friends that were in Colorado. He was one of our good friends in Colorado, and now we, we've transitioned. <laughs> no. No, it was funny. Like, Paul, uh, Paul and his buddy Spencer, they came from South Carolina, and then we just, we hit it off. I mean, we have my buddy Jacob's here from, you want to raise your hand, Jacob? <clears throat> so Jacob's from Kentucky, so Jacob was also one of our good friends. I lived with Jacob. We had a group of, what, six guys, seven guys that were just, were close, loved the Lord, loved to kill ducks, loved to do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, our friendship is, it's been amazing. It's been, you can't, you cannot create, or you can't build a bond 
like we have without the presence of the Holy Ghost and without the power of God. Um, I can't tell you the amount of times that we've, you know, done crazy things together. So before we get into it, I felt like I had an announcement. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> um, Robin's like, I know you hate announcements, but you need to announce this. We, uh, she, Robin would love if, how many of you guys like to like bake and do things like that? Right? If you, Robin would love for you guys, you guys know who Robin is? She in here? Robin! No, I'm just kidding. She's in the cafe. She's our cafe um, director. Um, what's her official title? She's a cafe manager. She, she does this stuff. But she, uh, she would love for you guys, she, like, just anyone that would like to bake and bring treats and stuff like that, she, she has, like, an ongoing, like, list of, like, so that we have people that bring cookies and breads and whatever you want to make. Um, she would love for you guys to get with her if you would love to be a part of that. So um, Robin is out there. Robin, there she is. Everybody get with her. Yeah. So she would love for you guys to get with her and just kind of get on the list. Um, we would love that. Other than that, I don't think we have anything. We're going to have Paul come up and uh, just welcome him. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is it echoey? Oh, bummer. All right. Well, let's see if you can listen to my echo real quick while I share this. Actually, I'll pray, like praying. Just set your attention on Jesus for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your words, Jesus. Your words are life. Just give us revelation, Jesus, to know you more, to desire you more. The grace to do what we want to do. Thank you that bodies are healed just as we speak. Long-term conditions are healed immediately in your presence, Lord. We just bless you. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Is it any better? Did prayer work? Is it still echoing? It's better? It'll work. They can hear. They'll have to speak up if they can. I want to share something real quick. Is that my cat right there? Did I write this down? No, I didn't write it down. Mm. Uh, I saw a vision this weekend. Who was here this weekend? It was super awesome, wasn't it? No, it wasn't? <laughs> no response. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It was really fun, really encouraging. Um, I just felt like we got a fresh foundation of what love is. Like every single person. Did y'all hear Dylan last night? Preach the absolute gospel. <laughs> I told him on the way home, I was thinking of Galatians where Paul says, yeah, this is pretty intense. But this is what he says is, if any man or an angel preaches any other gospel than what we preach, let that man be accursed. And that gospel is the gospel Dylan preached last night. Total separation and freedom from sin. Any other gospel... Let that man be accursed. I'm not saying that. Paul said that. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> Who knows? 
I am saying that. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, it's so important. If you didn't hear uh, yesterday, I'm sure they got the recording. Go and, go and hear just this raw gospel. It'll bring life and freedom. It'll be amazing. But this weekend I saw um, this vision. Dylan will probably laugh. Saw this vision on the stage, trying to explain it the best I can. But it was like a, um, a band across this. You know, it would be like rounded, like a rounded little band across the whole thing, but it was gold. And uh, what I felt the Lord was saying was um, gold in the Bible a lot of times speaks to acquiring knowledge, wisdom, and faith. Um, very precious in the sight of God, gold. Um, and I felt like he was saying this altar, just this like, it was weird, just this front piece when people kneel down and just like get on this altar, it's going to be a really like contact point of faith for you. Like I, I see whoever's preaching or giving a word so encouraging you and, and like stirring you up that how you release what you're believing is you come up here to the altar and say it's absolutely mine. Like you give yourself away to it. And it, like in the spirit, I just see that being laced with gold and it's just going to be what you it's going to be a good contact point of faith if that makes sense like you're going to be stirred up and and you're going to come down here and it's just going to be your faith for what you you heard and received does that make sense uh so yeah really utilize this down here um feel super free for it but i was sharing that with jared i guess it kind of goes hand in hand with um who was here for andreas when andreas came Oh, here, Norwegian, Norwegian guy, he's a good guy. I guess he shared something, but Jared knows the deets on it, so if you want to share some. I didn't turn it on, so. Oh, yeah. I, uh, so Paul was sharing this with me in the foyer there before service, and he's like, you have any like, insight on what that might look like? And immediately, it kind of came back to my remembrance what Andreas shared when he was here. He's praying about service, praying about what to speak on, and he says, you know, I saw this picture of the beginning stages of Jesus Church and how Jesus Church was birthed on its knees. The leadership of this, of this church was birthed on its knees, and it will be sustained on its knees going forward. And I think that's exactly what it's talking about is how everything that God has for us in this community, in this church, is going to be sustained and propelled through surrender and giving him everything on the altar. Does that make sense? So that's what Paul's talking about. That's why it's so valuable. That's why it's gold, right? More precious than gold that perishes. Your faith being refined by fire and just saying, okay, you know what? Pressures, things coming, coming against me in my life. I'm going to lay that on the altar and say, Jesus, I just want you. Here's my life given to you, a living sacrifice. So okay. it's super encouraging. Super good. You can hold on to it. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of times with this like altar, it's so weird that I'm talking about this because I'm not like an altar person at all. Um, in that sense. But a lot of times we see people come down to the altar and then we're like, ooh, Sally's in sin. Like, we think coming down here is bad. Isn't that crazy? Like, we've, we've somehow correlated when you come down in a place of surrender, those who aren't coming down, whether they just, they don't feel like they need to come down or whatever, they're thinking, oh, what's, what's wrong with Dylan? <laughs> like, if pastor comes down and gets on his knees, everyone's thinking, Oh, gosh, what did he do? <laughs> we just found a church. <laughs> it's just funny. I, I, I just want us to see it differently like that as a, 
like you're really just acquiring something. You're, you're really just expressing your faith for what you heard. Uh, so just feel free down here. Like, just, just feel free to, to come. And I'm not talking about now. You can, whatever. But just in general, I don't care what church you go to. Just don't, don't hold back because of how people might perceive what you're doing. Right? That's a trap from hell. You just don't want to do it, um, especially when freedom's on the other end. You'll be amazed. Just simple obedience, you're going to experience so much freedom on the other side of that. I can't even explain. There's some things, this is a little, little off the side, but just with like obedience and freedom, I currently like feel very free. I'm a free guy, right? There was this one time I was praying for this, uh, there was a group of us praying for this sick lady. This is when I yelled at her, you know? Um, we were praying for this, this girl, she, I don't know what she had, maybe cancer or something. But in general, I'm a free guy and I'm just going to pray for this, this, this girl, how I normally do. But this, I felt like this gift came on me and it was, it was pretty intense. And, um, I had to be obedient to it. Like I had to scream in her face. You might not like that. I didn't like it. I I did not want to do it because I don't yell. Like, I don't even know if Drew's heard me just absolutely scream. But I got, I just, I was like boiling, but I had to be obedient to it. There's this sense of, man, if I'm just obedient to this, this cancer could be squashed, whatever it is. And um, it felt like I was about to throw up, like a throw up a scream. And I literally like go down, and I'm like, are there any kids in the house? And she said, no. And then I scream as loud as I can to, and I command whatever it was to go. I just absolutely screamed at that thing. Once I finished I like felt, I got so filled with heaven, I felt a little drunk, I felt really weird in a good way, like, and then we worshiped after, they're still praying, and I'm just like jumping and worship, I felt, I couldn't explain it, I had never felt more free, but I felt totally free before, but that obedience opened a door to more freedom I had no idea about, like to where I, I can't even explain it right to you, like, I'm free, but if I obey God, I'm more free. You say, what does that even mean? Don't know, don't care. <laughs> I'm free, but if I obey God, I'll be more free. Say, what are you bound to? Absolutely nothing. So how do you get more free? Don't know. Sorry, I can't explain it. So just the importance of, of being obedient. All that to say when you come down here, just give yourself to obedience. It'll be amazing what God will do. Amen. Amen. 1043. I'm not good with time. I'm going to read the time right now, and I promise in 30 minutes, I'll forget what time I started. So Dylan, help me out. This is going to talk about today, probably one of my favorite things. Love it. Uh, But the secret place. I know y'all have been on that. Um, Y'all have been killing it, crushing the secret place. It's the most important thing ever. Um, so I really today, it's not like I want to bring anything new to you. I just want to stir up what you know. I want to make you hungry in it. Um, John says, you know, I'm not writing to you because you don't know. I'm writing to you because you know. And no lies of the truth. So I just want to make sure we crush any deception. Maybe walk through some practical things of what the secret place looks like. Uh, how we can see that in Jesus. And, and what that even means. But the secret place demands you to be alone. Super important. This is not the secret place. You can't say you have a thriving, good relationship with God just because you came today. Church attendance, 
It's cool. Love that you're here. At the end of the day, doesn't matter. And that compared to secret place, I'll get there. Don't throw church out the window, okay? Stirring each other up in love and good works, the believers, community, all amazing. But if we're not in that secret place, it, it's just not cool. And, and you can tell by your life if you're not actually with him, if you don't actually know him, you'll just start gaining lingo. Um, church will just become, I mean, give it a couple months, and it's like, you're just coming to church because it's Sunday. Sunday, I guess we should go to church. You make it in right on time. Church isn't about being on time. Church is about community. You know what I mean? It's about the, the believers. It's, about, it's not just about coming to hear anyone speak. Yeah, you get stirred up, encouraged by it. It's coming to see other believers are in the same race and going the same way as you are. But the only way it's going to have longevity, that's all I really care about, to be honest with you, is like people running the race their entire life. Like, I'm not, I'm, I was telling them, I'm not impressed with prophetic, uh, cool things. Like, I'm, I love it, super necessary, just not impressed by it. It's not a sign of maturity. Any gifting, guess what? It's a gift. It's a gift. It's just easy. I love it. I love that people yield themselves and they walk in that gift. I do it. It's fun. Uh, but it shouldn't impress you. It's like we get someone in here and accurate words of knowledge over every single one of you. What we do is like, we glory that, that person. And we think because they're gifting, they're mature. Couldn't be further from the case. They could be mature, 100%. That's what we want. We want people flowing in the gifts that are mature. And I'm not saying if you're not mature, don't flow in the gifts. I'm just saying don't be deceived. Thinking someone is mature just because they flow in giftings and praying for the sick. Come on, the disciples weren't even born again, and they prayed for the sick. There was a man that didn't even follow Jesus casting out demons in his name. So it doesn't take much. That's why faith has to be so small. Anyways, talking about the secret place, not that. Go to Exodus something. I think 20 something. I will find it when I get there. Yeah. No, I think it's, uh, yeah, 24. Chapter 24, Exodus 24. Who's familiar with the term secret place? Uh, maybe some of you guys call it like the quiet time or what are other things we call it? Um, alone time with Jesus. Maybe you call it your Bible reading time. I don't know. Um, but just a couple of, a couple of scriptures I want to uh, pull out. You can't, my secret place can't be even with my wife. It's not secret enough. Secret place has to be just me. It can't, so it's not this, it's not you in a smaller group, and it's not you and your wife. It is only you. All the other things, yes, needed. Do things with your wife, do things with friends, do things with community. But when it comes to God, it's only you. Demands just you. Watch chapter 24, verse 1. We'll read just two verses here. Make sure you got your Bible out. Don't just believe what I'm saying. Now he said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Sounds like a church service, right? Watch verse 2. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord. 
You catch that? And Moses alone shall come near the Lord. Who's Moses in this picture? You. We can have Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, 70 others, and we can worship from right here. But here, compared to secret place, is worshiping the Lord from afar. You have to... God is saying this to you, just like he said it to Moses. Moses, you come up to me alone. Moses was called a friend of God. Why? Because he got alone with God. The other guys that worshiped from afar weren't considered friend of God. What was the difference? Moses was alone with God constantly. You see what I'm saying? So I just want to pull that out of that scripture. Um, Moses, come alone. God is calling you, whatever your name is, to come alone. Yes, be with the 70 others, have church, have groups throughout the week, but if you don't get alone, it's not cool. Watch this in Hebrews 9. Speed through some scriptures. We're not going to be long. Let's see. Okay. Hebrews 9. Let's see. Verse. Starting verse 6. I'll let you get there. Hebrews 9, verse 6. It says, Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priests, multiple, always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But into the second part, the high priest went, what's that word? Alone. Everyone say alone. But into the second part, the high priest went alone. What's that second part called? The holy of holies, holiest of all, whatever you want to call it, called the secret place. First part is where you perform the services. You, you, Jesus is there. There's the show bread. There's all, we, we can't get into that, but it's just Jesus everywhere. Where two or three gathered, there's Jesus. Didn't he say where two or three gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them? That's the first part of the tabernacle. Second part demands an isolated man to go in by himself. Can't have priests going in to the secret place. You have to have the high priest alone going in. Isn't that sweet? You catching what I'm saying? I can't tell by your response right now. No, I know what quiet means. You're getting it. Have to go in alone. Have to be there by yourself. Go ahead and flip to Matthew 6. One of my favorite chapters here. Getting in the secret place is what, honestly, it's going gonna, it's gonna to transform your life. I remember when I first got, like, born again, obsessed with the word, in the word, like, desired it like a newborn babe, constantly reading it, in it all the time. Didn't know much about waiting on the Lord or, or really just getting alone with him. And through that time of my life, I learned a lot about God. And I learned a lot about who I was in him. But I saw the biggest shift 
in the nature of God in my life when I got alone with him. Even apart from reading, you shut the Bible, you get on your knees or you stay in your room, you do whatever you do, and you just thank God and you wait on him. You just close, you just wait on the Lord. Very secret. No one knows you're there. That time in my life is when the nature of God, the love of God started to be perfected. What's amazing is it wasn't through my knowledge. I'm not throwing away Bible reading. You need to renew your mind. I I get that. But I'm saying that the very nature of God started to be cultivated in my life when I simply did nothing but wait on him. Like I was, maybe it's hard for you to believe, but earlier on I was very direct with people. Very straightforward, very like, uh, you know you can speak the truth apart from love. That's why he says speak the truth in love. All that started really coming together Love and the truth when I sat with him and and got in secret with him. Isn't it amazing? Moses becomes the great intercession for the people of Israel because he pulls away with God constantly. So the nature of mercy is developed in Moses for a wicked people. That's crazy. A lot of people are so, I mean, God's like, listen, I'll just, I'll wipe these people out. I'll start afresh with you. If God says that to one of us today, yeah, America's lost or twisted. Are you kidding me? Wipe them out, God. And and we say that by saying, can't wait to get to heaven and get out of here. That's what you're saying. God, go ahead, damn the earth, send me to heaven. It shows we're actually not alone with him. Because if you're alone with him, mercy will be, like, you will become mercy because you're with mercy itself. What's in the holy, the holy of holies, the mercy seat? Come on, that's what you pray on, the mercy seat. It's where God abides, the mercy seat. You become that mercy seat. That would be pretty good. Like I said before. It's just super important. You'll just see how you're, you're treating people, how you're treating, not just individually, but at large, how you're seeing things, the way your eye sees shifts dramatically if you're just alone with him. I think we know that, but maybe it's some of that practical stuff of getting in the secret place and actually standing in faith um, that kind of gets us. We'll get into that. Matthew 6, let's see, Ooh, verse 5 is good. We'll start there. And when you pray, everyone say when, not if. Not if you pray, when you pray. It's not when you sin, it's if you sin. First John. We got to see those words big time. Changes everything. It's not when you sin. Well, it's if you sin. Here, it's when you pray. Pretty cool. Watch. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Dylan talked about that last night. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners. They love coming to church and singing worship songs and getting to the altar. That they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. What's the reward? That they were seen by men. That's the highest reward they receive is that men saw them. That's so low. That's so low. But you... He just got personal. He just called you out. But you, 
Look, you read that, it, you only think of you. But you. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. When you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, <laughs> you see how intimate it just got real quick? He just called you out and said, get into your bedroom and shut the door. That's how God sees prayer. Personal, individual prayer. And, and we're calling it waiting on the Lord prayer. You can call it whatever you want, but it's getting alone with him. It's, it's getting into your room. What does that mean? Away from people. Not because people are so on your nerves. You're just slipping away. You see Jesus do this all the time. Constantly, he's loving people, constantly slipping away just to be with the Father. It's actually crazy how many times it's recorded, he goes away. So you're going into your room. You're just going where people aren't. You're going to an intimate place. Come on, the idea of your bedroom is a place of rest. It's okay to even have a place where you just feel a little bit more at rest. Maybe it's your back porch. Maybe it's your truck. Maybe it's your bedroom. It's just, it's a place where you can, does that make sense? But it, it's also a place of privacy. Watch. What's he say to do? And when you have shut your door, what does that represent? Just the sound of other things, different thoughts. He's talking about shutting the door to your soul. You're in secret, you get there, and who hears 5,000 different thoughts go through your head? Everyone in here, you can't lie. You're hearing all these things, oh, got to cut the grass. I hear it all the time, got to cut the grass, got to get the yard right, got to do this at the house. Oh my gosh. He's saying, shut the door to your soul. All other thoughts, all other noises, anything lesser than his voice has to be shut down. It's a practice, it, it's... God's not going to shut the door for you. You get that. Like, you walk into a bedroom. It's not, well, if he wants the door shut, he'll shut it. No, he told you to shut the door. God, make all these thoughts go away. No, shut the door. So go into your room. What are you going to do? Shut the door. You're just going to shut down thoughts. How do you shut down thoughts? Just like that, shutting them down. That's not practical enough. No, if a thought comes, it's like when Dylan was preaching, reckon yourself dead indeed to sin. That doesn't mean you're not tempted with it. You just reckon that's dead. Thought comes, worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Every time you say that, it will kill a thought that's not him. I give you my attention. Yeah, I know I got to do things at the house, but I'm here. This is highest priority. You can use it, I mean, it's what Dylan was saying, you can use it to springboard into God. It's trying to pull your attention away, use it to get even closer to him. So you go into your room, and you shut your door. You only shut the door to your room if you're about to get intimate. If it's a casual thing, you just leave the door open. I'm coming in and out, I'm coming and going. But when you pray, you go in when you shut the door, you, it, it's meaning I ain't leaving anytime soon. Because if you were kind of gonna, if you were gonna be there for thirty minutes, you just keep it cracked. But if you shut it, I'm in here. It means you're focused, you're diligent. 
Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your who? Isn't that amazing? He's not called God right there. Why didn't he say pray to God? He said pray to your Father. It's all centered around the love of God. That's why he's called Father. Watch. Pray to your Father who is in secret. I... Get, I don't understand this. It's insane. Because I, I guess we're not, me, we're not seeing how intense and radical this verse is. Because if we actually believe what this said, we would get alone with God. Because this just said, our Father is in the secret. Where is he? In secret. Now, God, like, we know God's everywhere, right? He, we know he's in us. But this scripture puts him in. Only in the secret place. Let me read it. I don't know if we're seeing what I'm seeing. It just says it right here. Pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret. What does he do? Sees in secret. He's hinting he sees nowhere else. In that day, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Do mighty works in your name. And I'll say, I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. What's he saying? My eyes aren't on what you're doing. My eyes are in the secret place. I don't know you because I was in secret and you were in public. Listen, you live a life in public doing the works of God, lawlessness will always be in your life. I know that's like, these guys didn't get alone. He said, I never knew you. How could God not know you? God knows everything. God knows everyone because God's in secret. And if you're not there, I guess he doesn't know you. Like know you, know you to where you should be bearing fruit to God. Like a husband knows a wife and bears children. So we don't have to worry about being those people. Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Because we knew him in secret. And we're free from lawlessness. You'll notice if you're not in secret place, snares of the devil, sin will just start creeping in. And it's not that like secret place is some key to freedom. It's key to your mind. It's key to the awareness of God. It's key to intimacy. Listen, if it's so big that Jesus constantly did it, it should be pretty big to us. You know what Jesus does? He feeds 5,000. He heals all of them. 5,000 minimum, right? Heals all of them. And they're like, oh, we need to make this boy king. He slips away and just goes to be with the Father because he refuses to let men exalt him. In humility, he sneaks back with the Father and let the, lets the Father exalt him. We could be tempted to get everyone healed, have an amazing weekend, awesome stuff, and then men say a bunch of stuff, and then we actually start, maybe I don't need the secret place this week because this week went really good. I mean, I did see everyone healed. I mean, I ain't doing too bad. And we let what men say puff us up and push us away from the exaltation of God. 
which you can only get in secret. All right, so look, your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret. There's two things. He's in and he sees. That means he's not just present and ignoring you. He's present and sees you. Because if he doesn't say he sees you, then you can say, well, I've been there. Yeah, I know he's there. I just don't feel like he sees me. (laughs) If that wasn't in this Bible, we would say that. (laughs) It's in this Bible when we say that. Here's why I'm bringing this verse out, because this is something I do all the time. I'm in the secret place. Everyone can attest to this. You get in the secret place, you shut the door, you're just with him, you're waiting on him, and you feel absolutely nothing. Dry as a bone, right? You're not getting any visions, you're not falling into any trances. Uh, You're not getting any direct scripture. You're just in an empty room, it seems like. That's the deception, is that the deception is you're alone. When you got born again, you took a vow to never be alone again. It would be impossible for you to be alone being born again. Because God said, he's going to, he said a lot of things, but he's going to make you his home. And then you're going to be his home, but if you get alone with him, he's going to be there. And he's going to see you. I've heard people say this, I just want to be known by God. (sighs) So do I. But they say that correlating with ministry and uh, getting everyone saved at work. And I just want to be known by God. Only way to be known by God is to get alone with God. Why? Because that's where he is and that's where he sees. We'll get somewhere. I'm going to repeat myself like crazy. Pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. What's the reward this time? Jesus. If you're a good steward in the secret place, out there, you'll just be rewarded with Jesus. What does that mean? You'll look like him, act like him, talk like him, get the same results as him. You'll just look like him. Why? Because you've been with him. Same with Moses. Moses looked like God because he was with God. He, the nature of God was starting to rub off on Moses. Come on. Yeah, that's a lot. But Moses went up on the mountain seven days, didn't hear anything. Seventh day, hears God says, now come up. And then 40 days, who knows when he heard God? It said he would go up there and actually lay on his face prostrate. Come on, I've done that for a couple hours, and it is hard to stay there on your face. (laughs) He was there 40 days, 40 nights. Comes down, back up again, 40 days, 40 nights. No food or water. Great. But what I'm getting at, this is what I'm doing, is in the secret. So I go into the secret place, right? Trying to get this practical here. I get in secret. Don't feel anything. Don't hear anything. You're hearing a a couple of lies. And either I'm crazy or or, or God's here or I'm in an empty room. Like, I got to pick one. But the deception is trying to get out of faith. Like, everything's coming to make you believe God's not actually there. Matthew 6.6 6 is such an important scripture because we can store it in our heart. When we're in there, we don't feel anything, we don't see anything or whatever it is. We can say, Father, I know your word, which is true. Who believes God's word is actually true? Not kind of true sometimes, not hit and miss, just utterly always true. So we're in there. 
Jesus, I know, I know what your word says. It says you're here. I'm sorry. It doesn't even say Jesus there. It says the Father is here. And I know you see me. It's just you and me. I do that all the time, probably a lot while I'm in there. Because it's amazing how fast a feeling can deceive you. Or let me better say, no feeling can deceive you. A couple lies, things you got to do. Well, it's been 30 minutes and I haven't gotten anything and I really should go do that thing. No, Father, you're here and you see. I absolutely love you. You know me. You see me. And then you just start thanking God that this is actually true. Your Father who is in the secret. Whether you see it, feel it or not, he's in the secret. I just want to stir this up in you. Like, I want to stir you up now to go home, be with him. Then with, when you're with him, I don't want you to just get weary and be deceived. I want you to realize, it doesn't matter what I feel like, he's here. I don't always feel like God's in me day to day, but I believe he's in me day to day. Secret place is so important. He's not only there but he sees you. His eyes are on you. How crazy is that? God, the Father, his eyes, who knew he had eyes? He's a spirit, is on you. What would that, what would that do to you if we actually believe that? God's just staring me down right now. When you're in secret, he is staring you down. It goes so far to say when you're asleep, he just watches you crazy your father who is in the secret will reward you openly and when you pray do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do for they think they will be heard for their many words there's times to to pray some things you're believing God for you know, I'm not against a, a needs list, if you know it, if you're doing it right. But there's just a, a lot of times I find it's just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on him. Waiting for what? Nothing. Just love him. Just want to be there with him. It's called quality time. Just sitting there waiting on him. I remember there was this one time in Colorado. Earlier on, um, I had, at this point, I'd. I guess I didn't have a job. That happens in Bible college a couple times. You go through a couple jobs. But I'm at home and uh, just really seeking the Lord. Had no job, so I just, for, there was specifically this time frame. Three days, just went on a fast, didn't do anything, locked myself in my room, sought the Lord for like a really long time. <laughs> and uh, I remember the third day I came out totally discouraged. Who's ever went into the secret place and just left a little discouraged? Just be honest. And here's the discouragement. Man, Lord, didn't get one thing. That's what it comes down to every time. Didn't, didn't get one thing. Didn't get any wisdom I asked for. Didn't see any visions. Maybe you just went in there because you love him, and then all of a sudden, by the end of it, it's what you could get from him, and you didn't get much. So that was kind of a waste of time. I mean, I, I've had all of these thoughts. At the end of this three days of seeking the Lord, like 12 to 15 hours a day, just not, I just was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have an encounter like Moses. I'm just going to hear God. Nothing. Nothing. Three days, I grab my door handle, come out, and hear God's. I, I was complaining like the Israelites. 
complaining that I didn't get anything and God says, you were in there for three days fasting for you. I made the secret place about me when the secret place is about God. Here's what's crazy. And like Dylan was saying, I'm not talking to hypocrites. I wasn't a hypocrite then. I went into the secret place wanting to know God. I knew he was there. My pure motive of going in got skewed through time and zero feelings. And all of a sudden I went in right, but I left way wrong. Gotta stay sharp. Gotta stay in thanksgiving. Remember Jesus is in the garden, right? Being being tempted. He says this, man, not my will, God, but your will. Only time in the Bible we hear that Jesus even has a will separate from God. And he's facing all types of feelings right there. What does he do vocally? No, 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 this isn't about me and it's not about my will. It's about your will. That's what he's saying. He's not just saying a casual prayer. I'm supposed to say this. Not my will, but your will, God. All right, next, Matthew. He's not like reading a recording. He's genuinely in a place of fellowship. No, this is not about my will. Your will, God. When you get into the secret place, there's times you have to reestablish, hold up, this is not about me. I promise, like you get in there, you get on your knees, whatever, and you're sitting there and you're rolling, you're doing good, you're just thinking of nothing but Jesus. Then some time goes by and you get this weird thought and you're 20 minutes in the thought. You're deep in this random thought. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? You just hear a car pass by and then you're just thinking of baseball or something. Like, and then all of a sudden you come to and you're like, man, Lord, I haven't gotten anything. No, this isn't about me. That's a good place to be in. Even when you catch yourself like that, this isn't about me. This isn't about what I can get. I just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. Just want to know you. Just want to love you well. Just want to sit here and be with you. Nothing else. I know all these thoughts, I know I need to know what to do. I need to have some wisdom in this area. I just trust you're going to give it to me. I love you. I just wait on it. And you just, you just wait. It is the perfecting of faith. The perfect, it, who wants to grow in faith? Who wants to abound in it? The secret place? Oh my goodness. Why? Because faith, faith is very, very tested in the secret place you got to believe God's there. Apart from everything. You're in an empty room. You are. In the natural, you are in a room and no one's in there but you. And your time is going by. That's what it looks like. That's what unbelief looks like. Just natural. Living by the flesh. But what actually is true is God is in your bedroom waiting on you. And then when you decide to go into your bedroom, shut the door, he sees you. That perspective cannot leave your heart. You will come out of there, I promise, you'll come out there walking in more faith. In a a mature faith, when you go in and you discipline your body, watch, you sit there, and then all of a sudden you want to like, I should go on a run, I should just move around. No, you just sit there and rest. I promise you, you're purifying your soul. You'll come out just little bit more authority, a little bit more faith in God. Just, you'll just be growing in him because you're sitting there in faith believing he's actually there. Your father.
crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We getting what I'm saying? Let me read this one more time real quick. won't even make a comment. Let's see. Verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. All right. Let's see what time. I got a really good one. Really good one. Luke. Go to Luke. Go to Luke 9. Fast. Okay. <laughs> Just lost it. Luke 9. Love this one so much. Uh, I think these guys, I'm obviously not here ever, uh, but I'm pretty sure these guys are, always say something along the lines of, don't just take what we're saying. You have to get a loan to get this for yourself, right? Who's ever heard that? No one's heard it. I'm just kidding. No, but you can't write off a of Dylan, Tyler, Jared, anyone's revelation. It can, it can spark something in you. It can make you see something different. But if you don't get, get a loan with him, it will never be yours. It'll be secondhand. Can't have, like, we just can't have it. There's so much. It's hard talking about the secret place because there's just so much, but... Two things were highlighted, Matthew 6, 6, and this right here. We got to be with him because he's there and he sees us. This is so huge. This is the only place you will start developing your own revelation. Watch, I'll prove it to you. This is so good. We all know, oh, I love this passage. We all know what Peter was like, you're the Christ. Who, who knows that revelation? Peter was like, you're the Christ, you're it. And Jesus is like, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, right? We, are, we never see where this happened. I'm going to show you. I'm going to spoil it. It happened in the secret place. <laughs> Love it so much. Watch. Chapter 9, verse 18. And it happened. Things just happen when you're alone. And it happened as he was, what's that word? Wow. Praying. He was alone praying. Jesus was alone praying. We should be alone praying. So good. I'm going to get up here because I want you to see this picture. This is how I see the scripture all the time. So Jesus, he's alone. He's on his knees. He has to be. There's some scriptures where he falls to his knees and prays. I'm convinced he's on his knees right here. Isn't it amazing? The disciples don't ask Jesus how to preach. They ask him how to pray. Ridiculous. The disciples like, Man, teach us to pray. He preached really good. But it was, they were intrigued by his prayer life, by that secret place. Where are you always dipping off to? We got to find you, Mount of Olives. That was his place, Mount of Olives. And anytime you don't find Jesus, you know where he is. He's in that secret place. That should be our testimony. Where's Paul? He's in secret. And Jesus ain't ticked off when they come and interrupt his secret place. You're in there for the wrong reason if someone comes open your door. What the heck are you doing? <laughs> you with the devil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah. Look at this. And it happened as he was alone praying. So he's alone praying. That his disciples joined him. 
Come on, get this picture. That's what prayer looks like. You're joining someone. His name's Jesus. When you get alone with him, just see yourself. You're joining in secret with God. So Jesus is alone praying. His disciples come up. Look, Nate, Jared, come up here real quick. Just get beside me. Look, I'm praying. And all of a sudden, disciples come up, right? Just get on your knees right here. You got to face towards me a little bit. I'm, the, I'm Jesus right now. You're the disciples. Listen, they come up. They're Mount of Olives. He's praying. And they're like, oh, he's praying. They just come down real quietly, just get on their knees. It's a crazy scene. This is how I see this. They're talking like this. Jesus is praying. The disciples join him. And Jesus asks them, saying, who do the crowds say that I am? Look at this picture. They're alone. The crowds aren't there. They're never in secret. And from this secret place, Jesus asked his boys, who do those multitudes say that I am? But. So they answered and said, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah, and others say that one of the old prophets has risen again, and he said to them, watch, he said to them face to face, who do you say that I am? Why is that so significant? Because he's asking, who am I now that you see me when no one's around? You see what I'm saying? Who do you say that I am? Why is it so different from the crowds? Because the crowds aren't alone. Who do you say that, who do you think I am? Look where we are. We're in prayer. He's asking, who am I? In this intimate place of prayer. He, he didn't ask him in public when he just healed everyone. Who do you say that I am? He said, who do you say that I am? Apart from the crowds and in secret. The disciples, y'all are good. Y'all can go back. The disciples are the only ones that saw him in secret. And that's the only ones he asked, who do you say that I am? Because he wants... You to know him in secret. I don't know if you're seeing what I'm saying here. Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. We all know that revelation. Peter, Peter cries out, the Christ of God. It came from seeing the Son of God in prayer. In secret. They called him in secret. And they just come up. They join him. He's like, who do people say that I am? Who do, who do they say that I am? Those who don't see me when no one else is around, who do they say that I am? Oh, you're John, you're Elijah, you're a lot of things. What we say, we say he's a, the crowds, the multitudes, you have massive meetings. And who is God? He's, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. And then he, you get in secret, and that's where the true revelation comes out. Come on, you know, people call God a lot of different things, believe a lot of different ways. Those who know God get alone with God and actually know who he is. Come on, they called him multiple different things. You're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Some say a prophet. Why did no one know who he was? Because no one got alone with him. Then he provokes the question in secret. Who do you say that I am? You're the Christ. I mean, look, we're, in, we're on a mountain right now. You're praying to God. Either you're crazy or you're the son of God. But where was this revelation birthed? In secret. If you're not a person that feels like you get much revelation, you need to get in secret more. That's where he releases 
revelation. True Holy Ghost trusted revelation is when you're alone, not on YouTube. Read this one more time. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him. And he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist. But some say Elijah. And others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now that you see me in this picture, who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, The Christ of God. That's so sweet to me. I remember I read this and I, I was so blown away because I thought he just said the revelation. Like they were just out and about and he just, oh, you're the Christ of God. No, it was in such an intimate and secret place, a place the crowds never got to. Why? Because they only followed Jesus for what they could get from him. It was all about what they needed, not about who they could become. Remember the disciples? Jesus said, eat my flesh, drink my blood, all this stuff. Everyone left. He looks at his disciples. You want to leave too? It, it might have been Peter. He said, where else would we go? You have the words to eternal life. Why is he saying that? Because he's been alone with him. He might say some things publicly that are, don't make any sense. But I'm around when you guys aren't around. And I know him. I got nowhere else to go. If, if you don't get alone with him, you always have a place to go. You always got a place to run to that's not him. It's like you come here, Jesus Church, you don't like the way, you know, Dylan says some things. If you knew Dylan, it'd be okay. If you're new and you just get offended real quick and, oh, yeah, I tried that Jesus Church out, then you went to the next church, super simple. The answer is you just didn't know him. Because if you knew him, what he said wouldn't confuse you. The same thing with Jesus. Come on. People, this is just a good example with healing. People um, get prayed for, or the person praying prays, they don't see him healed. Five months later, oh, God doesn't heal. I promise you that person's not alone with God. Because if you knew him, you'd never say that. If you knew him and you prayed and they didn't get healed, you wouldn't get confused. You have no place to turn to. The truth is the truth unbelief of the truth there's no place to turn because I know the truth like I couldn't say God doesn't heal because I know God it's too late you see this just correlating and this makes sense some head nods don't lie in church one more thing yeah Matthew 25 we forgive them So look, God's in secret, and he sees in secret. Honestly, I could have just read that scripture, and we'd be good. Go be alone with him. Don't budge. Don't move from the faith that he's in the room, and he sees me. Well, when, when is he going to manifest himself? When is he going to show himself? That's not why you're there. You're there because he said he's there. It could be five months, and you don't feel anything. I, and I don't believe that's going to happen because he's really merciful and he does awesome things. But what if you never felt him? 
What if you never saw the vision? What if you never got an encouraging word from him in secret? Would you still go to secret? Simply because he said, I'm in secret. Only those of faith will do that. He says, when the Son of Man returns, will he really find faith on the earth? That's a scary thing to me. He will find faith in me. I promise you. It's going to be proven through the secret place as well. He's going to come. He's going to say, man, you believed I was there. You didn't feel it. You didn't see it. I heard your heart. You believed I was in that room. You didn't even move. That's the kind of testimony I want. Where are we at? Where did I say go? Matthew something? Matthew 25. Y'all heard of this story? Y'all good? We hanging in there? It's a little longer. Matthew 25. This is about those virgins, right? Foolish, wise. Uh, Left side of the room, you'll be foolish virgins. Let's see. Did I read this? I guess so. Look at this. Read it real quick. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened a lot, a lot in this. All right. I can do it. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins. How many? Number of testing is the number ten in your Bible. Do you hear the number ten? It is the number of testing. Ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Okay, they took their lamps and took no oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. When? Midnight, darkest hour. Say, the world's going to get better. I'm not sure. He came at midnight. Midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. That's going to be a good day. Then all those virgins, what does virgins mean? They're just clean, they're pure, they're, well, how we read this is they're born again. They're virgins, haven't been touched by the world. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Bummer. And those who were ready, those who were ready, went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Remember what we just talked about? Lord, Lord, we did mighty works. We did all that. He says, I I never knew you. Watch. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Here's the correlation. The foolish didn't have oil, and the result is God doesn't know them. Last verse. No, I won't read that verse. They can preach that further. Here's, the, here's what separates uh, foolish and wise, okay? 
They said, listen, go and buy from those who sell. He's not talking about money. I like this. He's not talking about money. He's talking about time you don't have. Because they went to go buy, but they, they missed it. They didn't have the time. Getting oil costs you time. It doesn't cost you money. It costs you time. And if we don't take the time now, we won't have the time when he comes. And oil is the most expensive thing on the earth because it's simply your time. And everything is after your time. Everything. Everything is after your time. That's why it's so costly. That's why it's so sweet to God. Because he's saying, listen, if you're in here with me, I know it's costing you time. I'm going to reward you with oil. Because when midnight comes, you'll have enough for your lamp. Then those who are virgins but never knew him, never got oil, never spent the time to get alone with him. There's going to be a cry. There's going to be a trumpet at midnight. And they're going to be like, hey, give us some oil. You can't share this oil. I can't impart oil. I can't impart intimacy. It takes what? Time. And they're like, okay, we'll run and get it. Please don't leave. They go and get the oil. Took too much time. It takes time, being with him day in, day out. You say, I, I don't feel like I'm gaining anything. I promise you, you're gaining oil. And your lamp's not going to burn for a time. It's going to burn forever until he comes. That was the difference. Their lamps burned. They, they burned the same. We looked exactly. If, if I'm in the secret place and Jared's not, our lamps for a time, they'll look, they'll look just alike. They're burning. But time, time will tell who got oil. Oh, that's crazy. So the secret place, it's costly. It really is. It's going to take discipline. Maybe you don't work out as much. Maybe you don't watch as many movies. Maybe you don't hang out with friends as much. I'm not saying leave your friends. But maybe it doesn't have to be four times a week. Maybe Jesus needs to be four times a week. Maybe you don't need to sleep as much. Time. We all know time goes like that. And God has stored himself up in the secret place. And the cost to him is your time. So good. You hear what I'm saying? Are you stirred up? We got we to, you say, I don't have time. I work too much. I, I have a family. I have kids. I work too much. That excuse will not stand in that day. You understand, you'll say that before God. You won't even say it before God. You'll be like, shoot. <laughs> it ain't going to work. So don't let it work now. It's not going to work then. It ain't working now. You're just buying time you don't have. Make time. You say, I fall asleep. At least you're falling asleep in him. Am I saying fall asleep every time? No. Come on. Wake up. <laughs> but don't get condemned. I have definitely fallen asleep in the secret place. And if I wake up condemned, I'm not going to want to go in there as much. But if I'm like, man, I'm glad I gave myself to the secret place. And yeah, I fell asleep. But at least it was with God because God's in the room. He was watching me. That's not an excuse for me to fall asleep every time. I need to somehow better set myself up to where I'm not sleeping. 
I need to do this really quick. Then we're done. Practical thing here, secret place. Y'all can make comments if you want. And if you have little questions real quick, we can do that. But when you're in there, um, it is literally the fight of faith. You have to put down thoughts. You have to give yourself some time. Don't give yourself, do what you can do. Honestly, like start somewhere. If it's five minutes, it's five minutes. But push for more. Because it might take you five minutes to get past all the thoughts, to, to shut the door to your mind. It might take you five minutes. It might take you five seconds. Who knows? It, it, it can literally depend what you're going through, what's going on, things you have to do. You want to sit there long enough to where Jesus is the only thing. My favorite place is when you're totally lost. You're like, I have no idea where I am right now. Like, you forget you're in a room. I like that. I like all of it. I like the testing. I like putting my thoughts down. Because I'm getting strengthened. My faith is being developed. Because how many people in their Christian life hear lies in their head all day? And we think we're still in bondage because we hear lies and we don't know how to put them down. Get in the secret place. Get with God who just so happens to be in secret. And cast those things to the ground. Take it into the obedience of Christ. Just a still mind. What's he say? Be still and know that I'm God. He didn't say be quiet. He said, be still, speaks to the soul of man to just pause, to hush, and know that I am God. So you're in there, you're just waiting on the Lord. I love this, because that's all you're doing. You're just sitting there, worship you. Super important to actually express through words. A lot of times when you're dealing with a lot of thoughts, don't battle it in your mind. Don't, <clears throat> don't just get distracted and then be Try and think in your mind, now go away. go away. Actually say, Father, I worship you. Give you all my attention. Your words will actually trigger your spirit and your soul to have your attention right back on God. Your words will actually do that. So it's just a good practical little, you know, training thing. In the secret place, just steady in faith. You're in faith. That's the thing. If you leave discouraged, you were in there outside of faith. If you leave encouraged, you were in faith. Why did the Israelites complain and were discouraged? Because everything that happened, they had no faith. The gospel was preached to them, but the gospel they heard, they didn't mix with secret place. The, the emphasis is on faith. Is that good? All right, do we have like maybe two or three questions? Maybe two questions? Any practical things? If not, it's okay. Just wanted to... I don't want to just preach something that practical. Okay. So good. Yeah. That's so awesome. Come on. That's so good. Man, so, especially when life's like that and just a bunch. You just want to lock away with him. You'll be rewarded openly. He'll just, oh, so good. It's the answer. Yeah, convinced. Anyone else with a question or something? Maybe one more? Just practical, maybe you're in the secret place struggling with something or a good question.
you really do work a lot and you have a lot of like different commitments and things, um, how do you decide what just has to go so that you do have the time freed up? You know, and then how do you keep from getting more? Because suddenly you feel great because you spend all the time in the secret place and then you just pile more on top. I don't, it's a vicious cycle I keep finding myself in. Yeah. Yeah. So, number one thing is you're asking Holy Spirit what needs to go. It's not legalistic to get your calendar and see everything you have to do and then say, okay, what can I cut out of here? That's not legalistic. That's love. Because People in relationships do it with date nights all the time, and it ain't legalistic. So you want to kind of take a step back, see what's going on, see what actually has to go on rather than what you're kind of just doing, then prioritize from there. Just be, I mean, that's really something you have to be led by the Spirit of God to know what to cut out. The, he, he needs to be prioritized for sure, but it's like, you know, you know, what do you cut out? Holy Spirit's the only one that really knows that for you. Um, but don't be scared to cut anything out. That's the biggest thing. Um, I know for like Drew, my wife, full-time mom, two kids, pregnant. We have a church. Our door is a rotating door. We're, there's just always stuff going on. So she has to wake up earlier, be with the Lord, because the day is just packed. So even then, um, maybe to go with your second question, you want to go as long as you can, but the goal is not, man, I was in a secret place five hours today. The goal is, I'm in there every day. 20 minutes, cool. An hour, cool. Whatever you can do. Um, so you just want to start somewhere and build the best you can. But what we're going for is just consistency, uh, diligence. It's huge with that kind of stuff. So you just ask Holy Spirit, what can I cut out? Uh, don't be scared to cut anything out. And... Things are going to change along the way, too. Life's going to happen. Like, new things are going to come. You're going to have to rearrange some things. But Jesus has to be foremost. That makes sense? Um, and it even goes, you obviously want that bedroom secret place, but that's not neglecting the car ride. Turn the music off and just wait on the Lord. Just worship him. Any, here's the key. Anywhere you're just alone is when you're finally only with God. You share a testimony. You went in the bathroom. That's considered secret. Guess who's there? God. He's, he's just in the secret. Right? So does that help at all? A little bit? All right. Did you have something? Okay. I mean, we could wrap it up. Uh, we have one more question. Good practical question. Any questions that we know of that would provoke? Uh, biggest thing, it, is, it takes faith to be in the secret place. I just can't emphasize that enough. That's where most of the stumbling blocks come from, is you just staying in faith that he's there. The Lord told you, I see you. He just read the Bible. Because <laughs> he literally just, he just says, I see in secret. So good. So we just have to stay in faith, stay encouraged, all right? All right, we're going to go ahead. I pray this stirs you up big time to get in the secret place, not for a week, for your life. Just see yourself gaining oil because in that day, we won't have time. So we make time now. And no excuse is a good excuse because every man will be without excuse.
Amen. Love you guys. You guys are like family to me, so I feel like I can speak to you, right? Even though this is the first time. <laughs> you guys blessed by that? Right? Has any, you guys have been blessed by what Paul's been sharing this whole weekend? Right? See why he's a good friend. We love him. So this is what we're going to do. Um, we are going to see Tyler in the back. Basket. So into Paul and Drew. So into what they're doing. Yes, he hates it. I love it. Right? Paul refuses it. Yeah, he says he won't take it. So write the check to him then. Paul Leonard. Seriously, bless what they're doing. We want to sow into them. If you've been blessed, drop it in that basket. We'll give all of it to him. We don't normally take offerings um, in Jesus' church. Is there a cash app? You can, yeah, comment on it. You know, online on Jesus Church, just put it in the notes to Paul and Drew, and then we'll make sure it gets to them. Does anyone else have any questions on that? So we're going to receive an offering as we go. All right, we bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming. We love you. Paul will receive it. I will make him receive it. In Jesus' name, see you guys.